right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 108 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. I have so much planned to talk to you about today, so I'm not going to waste any time. Let's get into this. Journey updates. We are down this week. We are down 0.8. And so far for the month of September, that is also the result is 0.8 down. Total loss since January 2019 is 156.6 pounds. We are 18.4 pounds away from our current 175 milestone. And we are 43. 0.4 pounds away from the 200 pound milestone. So now last week I talked about that I was conducting an experiment this week. Now if you didn't hear last week's episode, briefly I'll go over it. I discovered that when I started training, I had less opportunity to eat. So eating this scheduled lifestyle, the way that I eat, because I eat on a schedule, I don't eat when I'm hungry. I eat because it's 6.30 in the morning, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, it's 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, like that. When I started teaching, all of a sudden I couldn't just break out these snacks and things that I would eat at 10 o'clock and all that, so I couldn't just break them out in the middle of the class. I found myself eating certain things at different times. So instead of eating at 10 o'clock because it got pushed to noon, I found myself satisfied until four. So this led me to believe the food that I kept leaving in my lunch bag wasn't necessary. And I was going to experiment eliminating that food. What this all boils down to is this. I have a lunch that is a total of nine points. And because my second breakfast got pushed to noon, now the nine points that I normally would take in for lunch, kind of unnecessary. So I decided to eliminate at minimum the sandwich, which was five points, but keep the fruit in my lunch bag just in case so it was there. Now, just so you, in case you don't know, 
I chose to be on the diabetic plan of Weight Watchers because I knew that fruit would cause points. And I wanted to have some kind of measure of what I was taking in. So I chose to make myself diabetic on the Weight Watchers app, just in case you're new here and you don't know that. I'm only technically two days in here. So far, so good. I don't miss the sandwich, but I did eat the fruit. I got to wonder, is there a possibility of also eliminating that fruit so I can get a total of nine-point savings? Now, do I need a nine-point savings? No, I don't. Do I even need to do this experiment? Again, no, I don't. What this new lifestyle of having to train everybody on a new system at work caused for me was the realization that maybe at this point in my journey, I don't need as much food and maybe I don't need to schedule food the way I do. So that's why we're conducting the experiment. It's solely for that reason. We're going to keep it going. And I'm trying to decide when I should end this experiment. I'm probably going to go straight through at least to the end of training at this point. When I finish training everyone, I can stop there. Or because at that point, the company is going to go live with the new software. On October 31st, the company goes live with the new software. At that point, I will have to go into work every day of the week for at least four weeks. So that takes me to a minimum the week before Thanksgiving or the week of Thanksgiving. At that point, they will make a decision whether we are going to be hybrid or whether we're going to be permanent work from home. And so the whole purpose of our four weeks straight of being in the office is to make sure they work out all the kinks. If someone is missing access to something that to make sure they all get it before they send us all home to do whatever we need to do at minimum, I will keep it until the end of training at maximum. Maybe I take it straight through to Thanksgiving. As long as I'm working in the office Maybe these foods are not necessary. And if I can eliminate the fruit, maybe it gets even better. We'll see how it goes. Again, none of this is necessary, but I'm choosing to do it just to see what happens. If I am coming home and I'm famished, then I have to make adjustments. We'll see. As of right now, two days in, I have no need to make adjustments. There are people in our lives that speak very boldly. And they say things that they think are supposed to help us. But in actuality, it's just something that kind of sticks in your head. It never goes away. And people say things and they think they're saying it for your own good. But they literally have no idea what their words are. Am I at the point where these things still bother me? No. I am no longer at the point where these things still bother me. But that does not mean they don't, it's not a memory that happened. 
Now, before we start our journey, people out of nowhere think they're doing the right thing. They say something like, do you think you should eat that? They don't really understand what that does to someone when you ask a question like that, especially if it's in a public situation, you're saying it in front of other people. Even if it's one-on-one, something like that sticks with somebody. Sometimes they say stuff like, oh, you'll meet someone if you would just lose the weight. The whole idea that health and beauty are connected is, in my mind, is, in, is ludicrous. Health and beauty are two separate things. If they were actually connected, then saying this would be a fact. That all healthy people would be beautiful and all unhealthy people would be ugly. And I know, as well as all of you know, that that's not the truth. So that alone, I can say health and beauty are not connected. You could be unhealthy and be beautiful. You could be perfectly healthy and be immensely ugly. It's just the way it is. And so when you have people say something like, you'll meet someone if you'll just lose weight, it's enough to make you insane. And it puts someone in the mindset worth, well, why can't people just accept me for me? And look, there's nothing wrong with having that mentality. Except if you look in the mirror and you accept you for you and you're perfectly comfortable in your own skin and you love yourself completely and you have zero complaints, then you can say, why can't anyone accept me for me? But if you can't say any of those things, if you don't accept yourself, then why should anybody else? It's as simple as that. Sometimes some real gems in the world say something like, what a shame. You have such a pretty face. And they have no idea of the damage. And it's lasting damage because you'll go on for God knows how long thinking about something like this. You'll go on for, depending on how long you stay in this journey. Now, there's going to be ebbs and flows, and there's going to be people that start and quit and start and quit and start and quit. I'm not even talking about those people. I'm talking to people that stay steady and never quit and make it to the point like me, here I am three years in. I'm about to be four. This coming January 2023, I'll be four years in. You get comments that, that are like that and they stick with you. And now if the person that also said this comment one day calls you skinny, oh, look how skinny you got. You automatically reject that because you remember the day they said, what a shame. You have such a pretty face. You can carry your weight well because you're so tall. You dress nice for someone your size. 
it simply does not end. And it doesn't even end when you start to find success. You could be years in and 100 pounds down, 200 pounds down, whatever it is. And now maybe you're hearing something like, oh my God, you used to be so fat. Look at you now. You were pretty before, but now you're beautiful. It's just, it's simply ridiculous. Simply ridiculous. You were pretty before, but now you're beautiful. Really, what's changed? For some people, beauty just means being more confident. If everyone can suddenly manufacture confidence, you would naturally become beautiful to other people. Because people see confidence and they're attracted to it. These things are easy to say and very hard to do. I know this. But I also know of the few people in the world who are in the position we are all in, who actually do have confidence, I see that their lives are much different than the people that don't. Now, I got more to say about this, but we're going to take a break. I'll be right back. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges Crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences. 
justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And now it's time for random facts you didn't know you needed to know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. Today's random fact comes from Carol. She says, hi, I teach and kids are constantly telling me facts, starting with, did you know, here are some weird but true facts that I think you and the podcast will love. Slice grapes, catch fire, <laughs> when cooked in a microwave. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Pandas eat as much as 80 pounds of bamboo daily. That's as heavy as 320 hamburgers. <laughs> More than half of the world's geysers are in Yellowstone Park in Wyoming. If the president's faces on Mount Rushmore had bodies, they would stand 46 stories tall. A hamster can run up to five miles a night on the wheel in its cage. And so now you know some useless but super fun facts, Carol. <laughs> oh, man. This is a great one because it's from little kids. And, you know, they come up with the best stuff. <laughs> Slice grapes catch fire when cooked. I mean, who's, who's putting grapes in a microwave? <laughs> Why would you even do that? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. But there is something else I want to talk to you guys about. So recently, I had been having some f some pain in the right hip, knee, and foot. So I figured, okay, did some analysis. I bought my last pair of sneakers back in last December. So we're talking about here we are in September and they probably need to be replaced at this point. So I start doing some research. Do I really want to get the same model that I have been getting for the last two? Which is the Glycerin. The Brooks Glycerin model is what I had bought the last two times I bought sneakers. But I also bought a different pair because I wanted to try them out in the process. And I would wear that pair and as I went around town. So not necessarily for exercise. And that's called the Brooks Adrenaline. I found out something because I was considering sticking with the glycerin or buying an adrenaline pair that 
would I would actually work out with rather than just use it to get around town. So here's what I found out about these Brooks models, which I didn't know. Brooks Adrenaline shoes are made for people who pronate. If you have wide feet but supinate, it can cause foot problems. It, it could cause foot pain and problems. The Ghost and Glycerin models are made for people who supinate. The support for these shoes are just different. So I looked up the what is pronation and supination. And I got this article on healthline.com and it's called What is the difference between supination and pronation? Supination and pronation are terms used to describe the up or down orientation of your hand, arm, or foot when your palm or forearm faces up it's supinated. When your palm or forearm faces down, it's pronated. When supination and pronation refer to your feet, it's a little more complicated. Both are terms that involve your gait and how your weight is distributed as you walk or run. Supination means that when you walk, your weight tends to be more on the outside of your foot. Pronation means that when you walk, your weight tends to be more on the inside of your foot. Now, here's the funny thing about this. When I was 400 pounds, it was obvious that I had supination because every pair of shoes, regardless of what kind of shoes, regardless of the brand, whatever it was, I destroyed them. And it looked like I was walking on the outer edges of my feet. Every single pair of shoes I had looked like that. If you looked at them, it was obvious I was walking with the side of the shoe, not with the bottom of the shoe. But here I am now, 156 pounds lighter. And I discovered that now that I've dropped this kind of weight, I'm now pronating. So my ankles are turned inward. And when I decided to buy the adrenaline pair of sneakers, I didn't realize this, but I was buying the pair that corrects pronation. So I put them on and I went for my first walk. I came back and that afternoon I, I felt such, such pain, such incredible pain. And I was going, whoa, what the hell's going on? And right away in my head, I don't want to acknowledge it, but listen, I decided to choose the adrenaline over the glycerin. The glycerin had made me feel comfortable the last two times I bought it. Why did I have to make a change? Anyway, I had gone the next couple of days after that. And the pain was remaining, kept coming. And then all of a sudden, I start mentioning the pain. And my wife found this information about pronation versus supination. And then when I heard these terms that I never heard before, I decided to look further and then discovered that these models of glycerin are made for a specific purposes. And, you know, 
when I first got into exercise, I didn't think that sneakers mattered. And so the first time I brought a pair of, of Brooks, it was our, my first delving into really spending good money on good sneakers that will help me exercise. So as much as it killed me, I coughed up, I believe it was $175 for my first pair of glycerin. And then, but all of a sudden, my knee pain was just gone. I had such incredible knee pain, so bad that I was pursuing the idea of knee replacement at 44 years old. I bought the glycerin model. It helped me out greatly. The pain was still there. It helped me out greatly, though. And then a supplement that someone told me about helped me out the rest of the way. I've been basically living pain-free in my knees ever since I switched to the glycerin or the Brooks shoes and introduced this supplement into my life. Anyway, switching to the adrenaline... I didn't realize, but it was correcting a problem because now I pronate. It was correcting a problem, causing pain as it was making those corrections. Here we are now. So I'm a little over, I want to say it's a little over a week since buying them. And I've exercised a number of times with the adrenaline. The pain is basically gone at this point. And I, I have to say, that the adrenaline has to be making its, doing its job, in other words. It's correcting my pronated feet and giving me comfort. I no longer have the right hip pain at this point. Or if I do, it's very, when I do have it, it's very, very minor. It's not to the point, like over the weekend, I felt like I had to take medication. That's how much pain I was in. But that was still during the correction phase of first putting on these shoes. But now, the more I walk with them, I'm not feeling the pain anymore. So maybe my body is making the adjustment with the new shoes. Anyway, I wanted to share that with you because it's good information to have. If these specific models, if the glycerin model and the ghost model were designed for people who supinate, and if you supinate, then maybe you want to look into, first study what supination is. Make sure you can Google these words, and they, they are spelled basically as they sound. Supination is S-U-P-I, nation. Pronation is P-R-O, nation. And you search these, and you'll see images. You know, Google Images will show you what a supinated foot looks like and what a pronated foot looks like. And if you analyze your feet in the mirror, you'll be able to see what you have. And if you need the ghost or the glycerin because you're supinated, you can go with the ghost or the glycerin. But buy the sneakers that are required to help fix your problem rather than the ones that work for other people. And it's, it's so crazy that I didn't know this about the Brooks models, but now I'm so happy I do now because of this correction that's happened in my foot because I went from supination and having dropped 156 pounds to really being pronated at this point 
that I'm now correcting it and feel a lot less pain now than I ever did before. And it's just a, it's a wonderful feeling. I got way off topic there, but I wanted you guys to know that information. So we're going to jump back in. In previous episodes, I talk about how getting comfortable and being in that comfort zone is a very dangerous place to be in. And, you know, because you get confident, overly confident sometimes, and you start making choices you wouldn't make, and you start living in this celebration phase, and it can cause your journey to go all kinds of directions. But the comfort zone is a two-edged sword, right? Because these people that I spoke about in the first half of the show that speak so boldly in our lives, they feel even more comfortable because we have been listening to them tell us these things. So now we went from how they talk to us before we start our journey. And then I went into a little bit of how they talk about us or how they talk to us once we find some success, some real success. So now I'm going to talk to you about when our success starts to make them feel uncomfortable. And these same bold people start talking very differently. And if you get to this level of success where you're lost some tremendous amounts of weight, I guess in reality, it doesn't really matter how much because everybody hits a certain point where the people in their lives start saying these things. And so whatever that number is on the scale, once these people start saying those things, you know this is the point you're at. And the point is that your success has now made them uncomfortable. So their voices, their bold speaking, makes them say things like, your face is too skinny, you look drawn. You should stop now. You're really starting to look old. How much more could you possibly want to lose? You're so crazy. You know you look better when you carry a little extra weight. Listen. Listen to me when I'm talking to you. These words are a lot, go a lot deeper than what I started out with. Because they come from a place that no matter how, who says it, they'll all come up with a rationalized reason of why they say it, okay? But here's the real reason why they say stuff like this. They say it because your success causes conviction in their life. It's as simple as that. Listen, it's that simple. I don't care how much these people love you. I don't care who they are to you. I don't care if it's your spouse, your best friends of 40 and 50 years. I don't care. I don't care if it's your kids. Comments like this come from them being uncomfortable with the success. It's okay to be successful, but just not 
that successful that it makes me realize how unsuccessful I am. You may think I'm crazy. I don't care. It doesn't change the truth of what I just said. Especially if these people in your life are also on the Weight Watchers. If they're on the same weight loss program you're on and you're showing success, tremendous amounts of it, and they are not, First of all, you put the lie to everything they say. It's as simple as that. Your existence puts the lie to everything they say to other people in their lives. So let's say your best friend of 50 years is also on. You guys decided to go in this together. We're going to do it. We're going to be each other's support. Blah, 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 blah. And you are the one that finds crazy success. And your partner has decided they're not all in like you decided. I've said it before. If you do things half-assed, you get half-assed results. If you don't do things at all the way you're supposed to do them, You don't get any results. Even if you do everything perfectly, you're not guaranteed results. So it's better to be on the good side and not getting the results than it is to be not doing anything and not getting results. Now, with that being said, when you are doing this with a friend, and that friend goes home and their spouse sees your success and their spouse also sees what goes on at home when you're not there to see what your friend is actually doing, that's creating the lack of success. In your friend's life, you are now putting the the truth to their lie and that makes them feel convicted. And not only that, that everybody in their life that you may know, like a spouse, can see without a doubt that there's a lie in place here. So that's when you start to hear things like, your face is too skinny, you look drawn. You should stop now, you're starting to look old. I mean, really? Okay, how about this? How about if you don't get to the point where you're healthy, you don't have to worry about ever getting old because that's the real truth. The real truth is if you're not worried about getting healthy and you just want me to stop getting healthy, you don't ever have to worry about getting old. You will rest assured that you will stay young for the rest of your life, regardless of how short that may be. But whether I look old or whether I look young, regardless of that, my health will be. Listen, if I'm 80 years old and I'm pulling, I'm pumping iron like the rock, I don't care how old I am. That number is just a number. We have to be very careful with these people because what's, what's our reality here? In the world of weight loss, 
in the world of business, in basically in the world period, the most successful people, the 2% of the world that actually achieve levels of success that everybody dreams of, they are the ones that get it. I'm not saying that the people don't, that don't make it to the 2% aren't, are not successful. I'm saying that the people that do make it to the 2% are the most successful. Okay, now whether the 2% of the people in the business world or that's the 2% of the people in the fitness world does not matter. The rules apply the same way. People want the success of the people they see at the 2% club. But they don't want to do 98% of the work that it takes to get there. They just want it to be handed to them. That's the bottom line. And the people like you that have found some sort of success, if you allow people like that who say, you're crazy, you look better with extra weight. You don't need to lose anymore. You're starting to look old. If we let these people influence us, we will, they will make sure we never make it to the 2%. And this is where you have to be very careful with how much time you invest doing what it is you're doing, this fitness life that we're all trying to live, the, when you have people like that in your life, the less you talk to them about it, the better off you will be. Because these people are not your friends. This might strike a bad chord with you. I don't care. It doesn't mean what I'm saying is less true. So here's the bottom line. I'm not on this planet for making friends. As far as I'm concerned, when Jesus Christ walked the face of this earth, he did not receive universal acceptance in fact they hated him so if he didn't receive universal acceptance why should I who am I that I should expect universal acceptance I'm here for this purpose I am here to become the best possible version of myself. And if I can help you get to become the best possible version of you while you're, while I'm here, then I'm sticking my hand out. And it's up to you to grab it and walk with me. But I'm not doing your work. You gotta do it. You gotta pull your own weight. Nobody can do this for you. I can bring you to the water. I can bring you to the promised land. I can tell you these are the keys to success, but it's up to you to drink the water. It's up to you to walk into the gates of the promised land. And it's up to you to do the work necessary to achieve the success you want to achieve. 
everybody has a certain amount of work that they need to do to get to where they are supposed to be in this world. And only they can do it. So are you with me? My hand is out and I'm ready to pull you to the promised land, but you gotta come. You gotta come willingly and you gotta be ready to fight. And you gotta stop worrying about everybody else and what they're gonna think of you. Because you gotta know this, you're gonna lose friends along the way. And the friends you're gonna lose, they were not your friends to begin with. So come and you might as well be the best possible version of yourself while you're here. Because if they're not your friends anyway, who cares about them? Do what needs to be done and you'll have what you've always wanted. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.